How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Corey Bosworth of Football Kentucky DBA, the social media football page on Facebook and Talks Boss Podcast. Today's special guest is Coach Locke. So before before we started, we were chatting, and you had said you had coached seven to eight years in high school before you transitioned to college. Being my fifth year being in college uh, football. Um, I was uh, part of the Memphis program for three years. I'm so thankful and blessed to be a part of that group program down there for three years. And uh, I was at Florida State for a year. What made it special to you being a part of the Memphis Tigers coaching staff? The uh, reason why I say special, like I said, even though I grew up in Montgomery, Alabama, I spent 16, 17 years of my life in Memphis. It's a special place to me because a young lady that I married is a Memphian. My two kids were born in Memphis. My family's in Memphis. I coach hard coaches in the city of Memphis that I coached against and coached with. Those are the men that I that I represent every day. I'm in this college profession. Um, just that Memphis grind, the people of Memphis. That city has a special place in my in my heart because that's my second home. So um, I tell people all the time, um, no matter how far I, I climb in this business, no matter no matter how far I go in this business, I always just view myself as a local volunteer Memphis high school football coach. And I represent those coaches there, the local high school football coaches there in the city. From Memphis, from three years to Florida State, how come you only stayed one year? Just a better opportunity? Well, it was an opportunity for me to – I was in a – off the field role. I wanted the opportunity to uh, coach backs myself. Um, I had learned so much from some of the guys I had been around. You know, I played the position. I was pretty good at it. Some of the men who were poured into me, I, I thought it was time for me to um, take that opportunity. And um, a lot of great men poured into me. One in particular was uh, Sherman J. Morris, uh, who was a director of recruit um, at Memphis uh, when I was there. That's the one guy who really kind of got things started for me. And, like it's and it's a tough the other stuff. Mike Novell, who's the head coach at, at Memphis, he poured a ton into me. Uh, like, the guy trusted you enough to be like, hey, you want to come over here with me? That's got to make you feel good. That lets you know you're doing something right. Yeah, that, 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 it does. Uh, that's a, a relationship that I take uh, absolutely uh, a lot of pride in having that relationship with him. But also just the other coaches on that on that Florida State staff. Those guys are family for me. Um, great staff. Um, learned so much from those guys. Um, in particular, like I said, the running back coach there, David Yak Johnson, absolutely amazing guy. Like, I talk to him probably once every other week. Uh, he has been a mentor in um, some aspects uh, for me. He has been a great example to what it is to be a coach, not just a football coach, but just a coach to these young men on and off. David Yak Johnson has been a great example uh, for me. I absolutely enjoyed my time uh, with him. Of course, I was with him in Memphis as well, with him at Florida State. Uh, it was a blessing in disguise for me. So let's let's dabble in real quick before we get back to the co- collegiate stuff. You hinted to, you were actually above subpar uh, football player yourself. Uh, so did you play the running back position in high school, and did you I, play in college? I played it in college. I played in the high school. was on my way to have that same opportunity um, in the spring of 2000 going to the Giants as an undrafted free agent, but unfortunately short-lived with an injury that I had. But um, yeah, I played the position. I've been loving the position since I've been probably three, four years old. Being back there in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, that's just always the position I played. Where did you play high school ball and where did you play college football at? I played high school ball at uh, Sydney Lanier. That's uh, Poets. Um, They're in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, and I played uh, collegiate 
Asian ball at the University of Tennessee Chattanooga. Okay, okay, okay. So let's talk about some of the struggles that you faced in your coaching transitions. Was there any any time where you thought you weren't going to be coaching? Was there any time where you didn't know how much longer it was gonna it was gonna go for you? Because I know it just not just in coaching, but in life in general, we always go through some stuff that makes us question whether or not this is for us or whether or not it's going to continue. Have you ever faced any of those moments in your coaching career? I mean, every every coach or every person deals with adversity in life. So whether it's the coaching profession, whether it's uh, everyday life in the work profession, I never doubted that I would have an opportunity to coach. It's to gain patience over that course of time. Now, I've learned a lot about myself as a man coaching. That's why I tell kids all the time. I have Kids have taught me more about who I am as a man from high school to college, coaching um, than anything. Your journey is your journey. That's one thing I learned on this climb. You no, know, I can't want what another coach has. That's something I had to learn. No matter if I uh, felt in my heart, I may have been a better coach. Uh, I can't, I always say this, you can't want another man's blessing if you don't know his burden. That's something I had to um, learn. I know this uh, show talking about football, but my faith means everything to me. How important to you is your faith and how important to you is it in your everyday life and an approach as a coach? Uh, it means everything to me. It's my sole purpose of being a coach. I'm I'm not here um, on this climb. And some people look at it like, man, it's an amazing journey that you had. And I tell people all the time, my journey ain't nothing special about my journey. You have many other men who have um, went on the same journey. My faith means everything. I, I, I'm only here in this coaching profession because this is what God wanted me. This is what he wanted me to do. This is this this is where he has me at in my life. So uh, my faith, man, it means everything to me. Yeah, it definitely uh, for me. Like, I think I honestly, though, man, like when I was I struggled with it for a while when I was a teenager. And the reason why is because like I was doing some stuff I shouldn't have my first two years in high school. I got kicked out expelled my first two years in high school and then uh started my junior year i was still continuing to do the same stuff that i was doing to get me kicked out i just never got caught and then uh, correlate that with my best friend dying and then in the same week my parents got divorced so like that it was it was rough for me i'm not gonna lie i know people have had it worse but that's at that point in time i think i want to say i was like 16 17 years old and that made me question but you know what Corey, i mean interrupt no, but no, you're you know, i haven't always been this way but i i tell people this you know, through your trials and tribulations you build your testimony and when you open yourself to to serve people in which we're in the coaching profession which is serving you no know, and i tell coaches all the time whether you want to agree with it or not when you're a coach that's your ministry. So your life, that's your ministry because you're ministering to young men. Now, you may not be preaching the Bible per, per se, but you're ministering to young men about life, about your life experience, you know, about your past experience. That's walking testimony about the things that you have, have done. I tell people all the time, man, some of the greatest ministers or preachers, whatever you want to call of, of, of the word of God, outside of the church that's not behind a pulpit. So your your story, the things that you have been through in life, that's powerful, brother, to help uh, other um, young men, whether it's coaches, whether it's players, to, to see how how you have um, overcome adversity in life to become the man that you are. Uh, in your own right, you're a minister and God has given you the ability to, you know, to like, coach and have an impact. So, so like, it, it's it's not funny, ha-ha, that you say that, but it's funny because I've kind of always looked at that stuff like that, but I've just never heard anybody else really speak it exactly the way that I had thought it, you know, and then it was like when I was 21, I had a car wreck 
I got T-bone and I broke my neck and I had to wear neck brace seven and a half months, 23 and a half hours a day. You know, then flash forward to when I was 33, my second child was born. I had a head-on collision with a semi. All, all, yeah, you know, all airbags deployed and everything, but I'm still here. So, you know, like, like that just goes back to what you were saying, you know, having stuff like that though, recently though happened and then breaking my left hand twice too, within the last eight years, like it made me realize like I'm here for a reason. We all are. When you go through a lot of hard stuff in life and you still make it through, there's a real specific reason of why myself or you per se, or another individual that's gone through hard times in life, why they're still here because, and it's, I feel like it's up to you and what journey or whatever you choose to take or path in life, it is up to you to decide or find out that reason why. God already knows, just going to help you, show you, to get you to, to that way. One thing I want to ask before we get back to football, how has specifically here recently your relationship with God you as a coach? Oh, man, it, when I first got into this to this profession, you know, starting off on the high school level, um, some of the guys that I that I coach with, that you know, um, you open yourself up to, you thank your friends, and you, you know, things don't go that way. You learn so much about yourself and those individuals. I learned this about myself and faith. Uh, showed me some things. My faith showed me some things. Um, I had my own personal situations or um, experience dealing with men, and 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 when you give so much, uh, your person gives so much, you and when somebody lets you down. I, I, I had a bad habit to hold on to grudges and I allowed those grudges to turn into uh, hate and that hate hate can ruin you man so many ways but um, sure does it, it, it really it, can it, 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 it took a lot of prayer for me to try to let certain things go and um and, and I you know because you're not gonna like everybody I had so much hatred in my heart towards certain individuals that I'm a prayer man I, and, I, and I truly walk by the things that I talk and I, and, 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 and I speak about every day um, but I had to ask God to release me from that but my faith was uh and my my faith in god and my relationship with god um allowed me to work through a lot of things because I, I was able to you know god showed me a lot of things about myself personally that i had to uh, work on you know you know you can't hold on to grudges you can't and it hate somebody that's just never it's never good. You know, one thing that I've learned, I've lost count in all the hardships I've been in. You know, one thing that's always stood out to me is it takes more energy. You waste more <laughs> energy hating somebody than you do loving them. It is so much easier yeah. to love yeah. somebody, give them a hug, kiss, five, yeah. dabs, whatever you want to call it, than it, is, than it does yeah. to hate somebody. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. much easier to like somebody and love somebody than it is than it is to hate somebody. So, and, so and, much and, easier. And if you just in a situation where a person not good for you, best thing to do is don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. Like, <laughs> exactly. If you if you see him, no acknowledge him, speak, move on. But take too much energy and too much of time in. No, I'm I'm glad I was able to uh, fight through uh, those situations, and I I think I became a better man because of. It. You know, there's a lot of times in the in my journey with the football stuff, like. People don't know that I know have said things they shouldn't have or have done me wrong, done me in ways that they don't think I know. I don't even address it with them. I just keep it like you. Hey, what's up? Yeah, or not. As short and brief as possible because we're all adults here. Parentheses, we're, we're supposed to be adults. You know, it's just easier for me, like you just said, just to how you doing, keep it moving. Um, one thing that I've also learned is those that anger you control you. You're right. I, I need to use that because, uh, yeah, I, I was in, I was in things like really control, uh, how I was feeling, but I, 
I kind of thought about it this way. Um, I had to learn how to have a forgiving heart. God has forgiven me for so many things I have done in my life. And I looked at it, if God had handled me the way I have handled some things, no, I, I wouldn't be here right now. So uh, just learn how to let things go. Um, you never forget uh, what happened, but you just can't carry that stuff around. No, that's uh, that's 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 very accurate. And, the, and it's funny, like I cut hair too, on top of doing everything else I do. When I used to work at this particular hair salon, I was going down, I had just left it and I was going down the highway here in the city of Louisville where I live and I turned to the right. I'm at a stoplight and it's some like broken down chiropractic office. That specific saying was just randomly on a chiropractic chiropractic office billboard out in the middle of the road. I'm like, why is a chiropractic office have that saying on it? Because you just like you when you when you see something as pointing as that, it usually comes from a church or mm-hmm. it comes from a church facility. Mm-hmm. But like that saying, this was like eight or nine years ago that I saw this. That saying has forever stuck with me. Those that anger you control you i know winning is important but because i i truly believe that sometimes when you put such a focus on winning you tend to forget everything else that comes with coaching i'm gonna say this winning for me is everything but when i say that i'm not talking about the game i can i can respect that winning winning the hearts and the minds of the young men that i impact that means everything to me so that is winning, not just the game of football, not just the X and O part, but on his life by him having an interaction with me and by him being up under my tools or just being around me. 10, 15 years from now, he become a better man of God, a better husband, a better father, a better citizen. That that means the game within itself, when you no know, W's and L's, I, I, I get that. When I say winning, that's winning. That means everything to me. So the young man that I'm fortunate enough to, to serve as a coach, if I just reach one of them, I've won. Yeah, you've so, done your yeah. job. That's one thing that I've always said. You know, you want to, in this coaching profession, I coached counting football and other sports a total of almost 10 years and like, you know, youth sports. So my, my thoughts has always been, you always want to be able to, to save and, and get every single kid. But if you're able, just like you just said, if you're able to get get to just one you've done your job you've won and like you said that that's that's winning so let me ask you a couple more questions before we end this great conversation how important to you or how big of an influence to you would you say social media has been as far as recruiting go um i mean it's, it's been it's been good for for me uh covid you know when this and it happens, it was an opportunity for me to have that social media platform to connect with guys like yourself, um, to connect with other coaches, um, just a lot of people that's across the world to to in that. Cause like I said, this coaching profession or just life in general, and I don't care what business, it's built off relationships with people. It, it has been a wonderful thing um, for me to be able to interact and has gave me a platform to talk about my faith, to talk about um, my journey into you know, collegiate sports. Um, so it's been absolutely uh, fantastic. I contacted you randomly. I had forgotten that we were even friends on Facebook. And I was like, let me see if this guy's online. I was like, oh, OK, he's got the green dot. Let me send him a message. Okay. Wow. Quick response. So that's how we came about. So like for me, that just piggybacks off of social media, like the importance of it. And if it wasn't there, like we wouldn't be conversating right now. For, for, for what I do, social media is also, it helps me stay in contact and build great relationships with folks. Mm-hmm. What's your fondest memory 
today that if if you could think of one as a coach? Since I've been coaching, one of my fondest memories. I know that's got to be a hard question to answer because I'm sure you got a lot of them. But if you were able to like possibly pinpoint, what would it be? My fondest memory, and I was just thinking about this. I'm starting off there in, in Memphis volunteering uh, uh, first before I, you know, I, I came on to the staff there. My fondest memory might be in, uh, experiencing what it feels like to have a first big win. And that was when we beat UCLA in the Liberty Bowl. Man, you talking about it was hot that day, body cramping, but everybody poured into that win. Whether it was the coaches, whether the energy that you was getting to put on the sidelines. To me, that victory that day against UCLA in the Liberty Bowl always was sit in my mind because that's why I think things got really started and going. Because I, I, I learned how to be uh, a valuable asset where at that time I couldn't coach. I was taking the insignificant things um, that most people look past and I made it significant. That was giving energy on the sideline, being an encourager. I gave all of myself that day. Man, I was so happy we had that big win and to be a part of that. And it really got things. Um, it was an opportunity for um, the head coach coach there at the time and Memphis took notice um didn't know who I was but that was the day he took notice of who I was and told me a good feeling to have him come up and tell me hey man your energy man I, I watched you the, the, this during a big game I will never forget um that day in the Liberty Bowl and that kind of got things rolling for me like I said man Memphis home for me man today that has been the the culminating point of your uh coaching career yeah, so, so let's 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 go back to that bowl game victory when it actually happened and you actually you know truly realized that you guys were going to win. What was the first thought that went through your mind? I mean, first, just to realize that you know you're you're proud of me um, getting there. I was uh, at um, Cordova High School. I was the offensive coordinator there, coaching the semifinal game uh, against one of the great programs there in in, in the city of Memphis, Whitehaven. I was just coaching uh, there a couple months ago. Then to be in the Liberty Bowl to experience that. No, it was it was it was a it was a, it wasn't a bowl game. It was a regular season game, out of conference game for Memphis to, to experience that win against UCLA. Man, it was just uh, opened my eyes up to, and it was one of those things like, look, this is what I want to do, Lord, this is, I want to coach college ball. Now I didn't know how that was gonna have that journey consist of, but if I had to do it all over again, change uh, uh, about how I got in this profession because every day that journey that I had to get into, in this, into this profession is develop my own my work here because nothing was given to me. I, and I, I, nothing was given me. I worked and had that Memphis grind for everything that I wanted as a profession. And I carried myself that way. Don't give me nothing. I will come and I'll work for it. Now that's, that's, that's very, uh, that's very good thing to say and good thing to hear. I, I feel that way too. And you know, with what I've been doing for the last few years, nothing's been given. I've done it all on my own with a cell phone. I've built my page people, you know, like I had the worst type of Android phone you could almost think of. Up until- <laughs> no, no, hear me out. I started my stuff with a Moto G3, Moto G4, and I didn't get anything of any validity up until like end of May, beginning of June of last year. So I've only had for like the last six months, like for me, the, the where I could piggyback off of what you were just saying or relate to as far as the grind, like I was able to accomplish or get myself to a point with that very small amount of actual stuff. There's no telling what I can get to or where I can go with stuff of actual validity or stuff with substance. If I want to do it, I know I can get it done. Have you ever faced moments of doubt prior to accomplishing something you didn't think you could do? Moments of doubt on this on this journey. No. Um before I got in, um when I was just a volunteer coach. I had moments of doubt then. 
because you see, it wasn't my place to, to say, well, if a guy was qualified for a job, that's those people's, but the doubt came in like, hold on, I know I'm a good ball coach. Why, why this not happen for, for me, but it's happened. I'm, I'm, I'm a good person. I'm a doggone good football coach. Why, you know, those why me moments or why, why this moment? But like I said, though, um, through the testing of trials and tribulation, it produces what perseverance. It, it, it builds your faith. It builds your faith. It builds your testimony. So I start embracing those those things. So yes, I I I had some doubt starting out. Now, do I have doubt about anything now? No, I don't have doubt now because every day that I have been on the journey, my faith has become stronger and stronger. There's nothing that um, comes before me that I know I, I, I cannot, um, I can't handle with God by my side. So I don't have any doubt about anything now because I have matured spiritually. So I don't have doubt about things. Like I said, um, I'm still working on being patient because you want things that you, you know, you want what you want. <laughs> you want you want what you want now. Starting off, yeah, that's, that's what there was doubt. What was I making the right decision? Or there, there, there was some doubt that that was sinking in. But I tell people all the time: you, if you want more, give mm. more some. Go to God. Go to God and ask, ask for, it and believe in your heart that that you'll get that you'll get that what you're asking for. But you got to take the first step. You got to step out on faith, as I tell people all the time. You got to step out of the boat and going on to the war, leaving what you believe in. It. So you know, no doubt, without, no doubt, anything now though. Like if you could give one piece of advice to somebody, and it could be anything, what would it be and why? If I give one piece of advice, one piece of advice for anybody would be this right here, whether it's in this profession or anything. Whatever you do, be passionate about it but be passionate about it you're getting recognition be passionate about it, that god get the recognition be passionate about serving and helping all things to fall in mind and i thought that was my biggest issue when i left high school coaching with some guys that that i coached with because a lot of times people not i mean even since i've been in college people not going to recognize you for the things that you have done but you, that's not why you do it you do it because we're all called to serve you don't do it to be recognized some of the greatest people who have helped some people who are out front are often behind the scene but they do it because that's 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 what they're called to do they're called to serve and help other people and that's what i learned about myself um on this journey so if i had to get that advice anybody whatever you do you do it with a servant heart you do it because that's what you're called to do not to be recognized not to be known for this or that you do it because that's what you're called to do. if i had to give any advice uh, it would be that quarter all right so one more thing as a fellow man that has two daughters you know I used to be like, nah, that ain't going to make me that soft. Nah, I'm a man, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to tell you what. When my second daughter got here, oh, sometimes I feel like she's more of a man than me because <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, Son and my daughter have taught me so much. Um, when you coach ball and you're chasing your dream, people looking from the outside in to do this. And my wife has been a, and she's been an absolute soldier. She had done it. She had done it all while I've been chasing it, chasing this, um, this dream on this journey. Um, but my kids, my son, and my daughter, man, they truly beyond the years and continue to strive for every day has become a, a better, better father and spend more time with them and listening to them. Because you pour so much of yourself into your players and um, into your profession, that part suffers. Um, when I look at my my son and my daughter, they have been 
great teachers for their dad. And and they have been with me on this journey since I started off coaching on the high school level. And but they um man, my kids are absolutely great. You know, that's one thing that that I've understood and realized, especially with my second child. Now I'm not saying us specifically when I say this, but us people like us in general and coaching profession and what I'm trying to do, people tend to forget and not realize how much your own flesh and blood sacrifice. And you when you're able to pursue it's just because of the sacrifices amongst others. So how important to you has the sacrifices specifically that your wife has made to allow you to pursue your career and your dreams? How important has that been to you? I mean, everything. My wife was the one who kind of, when I told her this is what I wanted to do, I coached in my last year at Cardova High School there and, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, um, she kind of, she was the one that kind of told me that, look, this is what God called you to do. You need to, uh, almost five years ago. And that's three words I saw there at the, uh, at, at the Memphis program. And those three words hang for the state program. Those three words hang in my room, service, sacrifice, respect. Oh, you know, that's, uh, like the culture, Coach Nobel, you know, kind of developed there in Memphis. So I took those three words and I made them my own. I embraced them. I applied them to my life. You know, what it is to serve other people. You know, what it is to sacrifice. What it is to respect what you're doing and then also respecting what other people are doing. I applied those three things to my life. I live by them. Those three words means, mean, mean a lot to me because when I first heard them, I like, and I, and I gravitated to them. And those three words are the words I have used in every day on this journey. What it is to serve, what it is to sacrifice, what it is to respect your fellow man each and every day that we get up and um, we um, travel on this journey that we call life. So, I mean, just you know, those things means a lot to me. Those things motivate me each and every day. Coach Locke, I want to thank you for your time, good sir. It's been, a, it's been a great privilege to get to know the man behind the name, and it's been a great privilege to get to have you become a guest. I greatly appreciate your time. All right, thank you, Corey, man. You keep um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep believing in um, what you're doing. And being a positive, positive effect on not just coaches, other other men um, and kids. Um, but uh, anytime I can help you, don't don't hesitate. Reach out. To me. I greatly appreciate that, sir. You take care. All right, appreciate you. Yes, sir.